We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of the promise, having no hope without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, everybody say, but now. Sometimes there's a but in the Bible, and it's a really good but. And this is one of these points. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in this flesh the dividing wall of hostility. By abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of two. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross. Therefore, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and he preached peace to you and you were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we have both the access in one spirit to the Father, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So here we are. Paul is under house arrest in Rome. He's writing this. Surrounded by these soldiers constantly watching everything that he does. And yet, in this time of oppression, in this time of being locked up, he's writing to the Ephesians to encourage them. And the first thing we see here is the fact that he is saying to them, therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh were called the uncircumcision. You see, the Jews were circumcised, and that was part of them making themselves, because God had required it in the Old Testament, something special in their eyes. And when they called you a Gentile, uncircumcised, that was a cut. That was something they were saying like, you are low. As a matter of fact, they called Gentiles dogs. Now, some of you love your dog or dogs or your kitty cats. But back then, dogs ran wild. They were in packs. They were scavengers. As a matter of fact, the Jews had to be careful with their children because they would attack children. They'd attack livestock. They were considered very unclean, so were pigs. Pigs were like the garbage disposal. And the Jews wanted nothing to do with them. And they called the Gentiles dogs. Isn't it amazing when Jesus comes to the earth, he becomes a Jew out of all nations. 
all things that could take place, Jesus is born a Jew, not a Gentile. Think about that. They really were and are God's chosen people. Some of them, well, that makes me feel bad. He didn't know. There was a bigger plan. There was a bigger plan that God had. But we have been given access to God. Everybody say access. The first point today is this. Gentiles are given hope by Christ. We're given hope by Jesus. Access. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, alienated from Christ. We've had a bad past. We were uncircumcised barbarians. That's what they looked at us. And you think about today, all this stuff going on in the world in all nations, the tension, the brutal attacks, the racism, the greed. Our government has really become like the government of Rome. The senators in Rome would steal, kill, destroy to keep their position. That's what's happening. You see, I got to say one more thing. Those elected officials, when they retire, they don't have to worry about Social Security. They don't have to worry about Medicare or Medicaid because they have a special plan just for them along with her, we need to stop that. They need to go through what the normal American has to go through, and you would see everything change. It's just sad. The Orthodox Jew would get up, and in their prayers, they would thank God that they were not a Gentile, a dog. Oh, my goodness. But here's Paul talking about where we were and what Jesus has done for us. Verses 12, remember that you were at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Wow. That's pretty intense there. The commonwealth. You were alienated from the, the citizenship. That's what that meant. The citizenship. See, you're part of the commonwealth. Oh, they were safe. But Jesus, thank God, changed the story. Jesus, thank God, made a way for you and I. Amen? We have been grafted in. We, we have been adopted in. He made a way where there was no way. He went the extra mile. In Christ, our sins were erased. Somebody say, praise the Lord. There's hope in Christ. We have access to all. The power, the mercy, the grace, the guidance, the hope, the provision, the communication, the peace, the fruit, and the righteousness. But even though Jesus came and died and rose again, Many of the Jews could still could not accept that Gentiles could be saved. So even in the days of Jesus, there was all this division. They hated government. 
There was racism. They hated the Samaritans. The Jews did. But then some of the Jews, like the disciples, came to know him, became a light for him. God loves them so much. Verse 14. For he himself is our peace. I want you to underline that in your Bible. For he himself is our peace. Your retirement's not your peace. I love it when financial advisors tell you, well, you know, 2008, the stock market went down. But look, it's going back up and, and everything. And long term, you know, that's their excuse when things go bad. They don't know what else to say, so they tell you, just stay in it for the long term. When you would be better off paying off your debt, paying off your house, well, they tell you, no, 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 the tax consultants, no, 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 because if you'll continue to pay interest, you can get 40 cents off every dollar. That is so dumb. I want to pay interest so I only get 40 cents off my dollar, and I use it as a tax write-off. Or invest in this, and it's, it's not taxed now. You'll be taxed later. Can I tell you, people, your tax down the road is going to be much more than it is now? It's pretty low right now. You might want to get out of some of that. I remember... In 2008, I was just in my time in prayer, and the Lord said, I want you to cash your retirement in. I didn't have a lot there. Cash it in. What? Cash it in, pay the penalty, and put it on the principal of your house. So I told Chile, I felt like this is what the Lord wanted us to do. She goes, okay. I cashed it in paid it on the principal of our house, and three months later, it all tanked. I told my mother-in-law, hey, you might want to do some things with yours. Owen, you don't know everything. Thank God for mother-in-laws. She lived with us for years. Thank God from mother-in-laws. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. And she looked at me, and she did say, Owen, I'm not doing that. I said, well, I'm just giving you some advice if you want to do it. About September, October of that year, she goes, I should have listened to you. I'm like, we need to record that right now. You see, my mother-in-law moved in with us. Can I help some of you out? <laughs> really, really pray about that. People are like, you don't know what it's like, you know, the people. No, I've been there. I understand the burden. That's what we're to do. We help each other out. But I also know that when it comes to the kingdom of God, The young man came to Jesus and he said, 
I want to follow you, but my dad just died. And Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. What was he saying? I am far above and beyond your father's death. Somebody will take care of that. I am telling you, come and follow me now. Some of us don't like to hear that. Well, that doesn't sound very loving. God's kingdom is way beyond family. Come on now. I'm making some people mad now. And it's way beyond animals. Dogs were garbage disposers. Some of you, oh, man, I am touching a sacred cow right now. In America, we have made dogs family members, and I'm not against that. I had a dog for almost 15 years. Thank the Lord when he went on to doggy heaven. But some of you treat animals better than you do people. Well, when I come home, he jumps or she rubs up against me and they love me so much. What are you thinking? They are led by their stomach. They think they're going to get a treat or something. It's all about food, people, with animals. Oh, my gosh. Now I've lost some people. I'm not apologizing. It's the truth. Let them lick all over you. They're going to start vaccinating animals. Come on now. For COVID. I kid you not, they've already got it going. What's that going to do? And some of the food we eat, they're going to start vaccinating those. What are we going to? Come on, folks. Think about this. Think about what's happening. Well, you just get on that, and that's all speculation, and you're one of those guys, the conspiracy type guy. And <laughs> those conspiracy people are heroes right now. <laughs> and I can tell you one thing. Good blood is going to be in high demand in the future. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Jesus is the only remedy for racial, racial division. Amen? When you look at somebody and you say there are constitutional rights and you can't kill them, because that's a child of God, and he loves them more than you love them, and we need to learn that that is one of God's creations. A human being, I'm not talking about animals right now. I do believe there are animals in heaven. Scripture points that out. That's the truth. Rascal, are you waiting on me? There's our little dog, our Maltese, thanks to Paula Bennett. She was used of the devil. <laughs> we have an animal. We have a puppy. We want to give your kids. She'll always say, go get it. Oh, my gosh. Be careful who you connect with. <laughs> you see, look at verses 15 and 16 here. By abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in ordinances, 
that he might create in himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. What's he saying? Jesus has killed the hostility between us. There shouldn't be divisions amongst men. There is hope, peace in Christ. And it all starts with the cross and what Christ did there. He has helped point us to the sacrifice of his life. And he's only made a way for all. It's an equal playing field. Hello? But we live in a world where the media is just pushing such division. And politicians, many of them. News is always pointing out the injustices. But someday, there will be a great white throne judgment. And people will be judged for what they've done here on the earth. That's the unsaved that will be judged. There's a Bema seat judgment for believers when you get to heaven. There are always going to be evil individuals who do evil things. Amen? But they will be judged. But the devil loves to divide and distract and to keep us focused on that division instead of teaching, allowing us to love, turn the other cheek, and continue reaching out. I don't even know if the body of Christ really understands the love of God and what he really wants us to do. Let's look at that second point. Where do we find real peace? We find it in Christ. We find it in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. You pray, you make known your requests before the Lord. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You take it all to the Lord, and God will show you his priorities in that. Too many of us are way too worried about too much. And we put things and finances and people and animals before God. Come on now. Some of you kick your spouse every other week and you just pet on that animal. Come on now. Somebody's like, please get off the animals. I'm getting really upset at you. I'm getting really upset at you. I like animals. I just don't elevate them to the state of humans. Romans 3, 20 through 23. For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. We get God's righteousness through Jesus Christ. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
We don't want to be like the Jews back then who looked down upon the Gentiles, even though they were coming to know Christ. In Galatians 2, Peter goes to visit Paul. Paul's been saying all along, they don't have to be circumcised. We don't need circumcision. That's not what Jesus is about. That's an exterior thing, and Jesus is more focused on interior things, what's going on inside. Peter comes to visit. He sees all these Gentiles giving their lives to Christ. Remember, Peter had a dream. He had to go to some folks. But anyway, so he sees all this happening, but Peter struggled with peer pressure throughout his life. Even though he was the rock, even though he was that, that disciple, that bold guy, he struggled with peer pressure. And in Galatians 2, he's all about what's going on, but then it says some leadership from Jerusalem came, and they saw Paul ministering to these people and not having them circumcised, and they're like, they should still get circumcised, and Peter backed up and stood with them. And Paul, in front of everybody, not one-on-one, he rebukes Peter for being a hypocrite. You saw what was going on, and now you're siding with them? Later on, Peter talks about what a mighty warrior Paul was. Be careful that we don't get caught up in legalism, amen? Through peer pressure. Verse 17, we're one new man. That is the body of Christ. We have benefits. We have access in the Spirit to the Father. Somebody say, praise the Lord. That's incredible. Under Judaism, there was only one high priest, and once a year, they would get that. Whereas in Christ, now we have our own high priest, and we can go there at any point. We can walk in freedom and God's blessing. Then verse 19, no longer strangers or aliens, but citizens, real members with all the saints in God's kingdom. We are family. I mean, we could really sing that song. We are family. We really are in the body of Christ. We are family. Man, did you see Joe over here this morning on some kind of wonderful... I love that. Adam still tries to do it. He's so much older than Joe. God has a plan and a purpose. Everybody look up here. Those that are 60 or older, 60 years to 80. 60 to 80. I just sat down just for a minute. 60 to 80 year olds, those are your most productive years of your life. Do you hear me? They have proven with studies you accomplish and do more 
in that 20-year span than you do at any point in your life. What is wrong with America? We think we've got to retire, set back, let go. God's saying, you've got this wisdom. You've walked with me. You've developed fruit in your life. There's things I want to do. 60 to 80 are your most influential years you'll ever have in your entire life. That's a fact. We should get excited about that. When the 35-year-old tells you they know, they don't know. When the 40-year-old says, I've been there, they've not really been there. But when the 65-year-old in the 70s says, I know, I've been there. The problem with you younger ones, you need to slow down and go to some of these 60 to 80-year-olds and say, what would you do? What would you change? These poor moms with all these little ones, they're just hoping to get a 20-minute break. Please sleep, child. Please. And dad comes home and he's all excited. And she's like, excited? He's like, oh, baby. She's like, you ain't an old baby for me. She says, oh, daddy. Go spend some time with those kids. As soon as I got home from work, almost every day, I would take all three of them and I would just start spending time with them to give her a break. Because I knew she was talking baby talk and doing all those things, and she was worn out emotionally. And she was a great mom. But I'm like, come on. We've got to take what God has put into us and help those that are younger understand He's in charge. See, some of you face the Great Depression. Some of you face the 60s and 70s and, and, and into the 80s, the inflation and the huge interest rates and all that stuff and the division of the wars and, 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 and the marching on the streets and all that took places at university and the rebellion and, and all the streets were just full of this stuff. And, and you're like, we've been there, we've seen that. We've seen the stock market do this, do, 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 this stuff. And, but God's still in charge. My hope is not in my money, nor my retirement. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed. I'm not saying you can't be a good steward. I'm just saying, don't think that you've got it all under control because you don't. One of the best things you could do, I've told young people this time and time again in closing, is to own your own business. It is one of the, the write-offs there. They're incredible. I was thinking about Doug. You know, he, he, he does photography for a He needs to open up a production business because then legally 
wherever he goes to record, the hours that he spends to record, the ability to even pay children at the right age and have write-offs. All the write-offs are incredible for business owners if you get the right accountant. You can't just go to Joe Blow. Why do you think the Rockefellers are so, so good at what they do? They take people who make $50 million a year and they bring them in and they have accountants and lawyers. And they set them down and they say, here's what you can do, 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 here's what you can do. And then you find out that these billionaires have tax returns where they pay $700 a year. Do you blame them? When they're writing things off and you don't see the Rockefellers struggling and they're teaching other people that make $50 million or more a year. In the body of Christ, we need to be teaching the younger ones how to stand for Jesus, how to survive marriage conflict, how to be able to be a wise person with your gifts, your time, your talent, your treasure, and how to be successful in the eyes of God and still sustain a life and enjoy the things around you that God wants you to enjoy. He is in us. And because He's in us, He's bringing us together to be the temple of God. We come together as He dwells in our midst to love one another, encourage one another. Man, I'll sit down with Taylor and I'll say, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. As far as this is what you need to look at in your, your finances and your house. And, and you need to take these, you know, just to encourage it. Because not everybody's pouring into other people. You don't have to do it, but I'm just going to give you some advice here. Stand with me this morning. We are one in Christ. That's what Ephesians 2, 11 through 22 is all about. The last point is we are joined together as the body of Christ. Now for those that are going to walk out and say, he hates animals. No, I don't. That's all you heard, and that's where you left it. You're thinking of little Rudy and little Meow Meow. My brother and I, we had so many pets. We had a hamster, and he was just going all the time. We didn't know what to call him. My dad, who wasn't a believer, said, call him Six Pack, so we called him Six Pack. Where you at, six-pack? We couldn't find him one night. We looked all over. We told our mom, six-pack's loose. She goes, don't tell your dad. The next morning, we got up. We went into the living room. And across the closet door, the wood closet door, six-pack had chewed all the bottom of that door all the way across. We're like, six-pack is dead. 
We never found Six Pack. I think our father found him. Don't know why I'm telling you that. Jesus loves you. He's got a purpose and a plan for you. But we have got to look at other people out there as potential believers for the kingdom of God. He loves them as much as he loves us. Let's just pray. Lord, forgive us for our arrogance, for getting caught up in division. But Lord, we can be wise. We can pray for those in charge. But we can stand, Lord, not only for the rights that you've given us, but Lord, as Americans. We can use the tools you've given us to make a difference. This nation wouldn't be without what our forefathers did. So give us wisdom, insight, peace. We're one human race. We all bleed red. But the world wants to divide us. Help us to see that we can be one in Christ and that soul matters to you. Give us a great week. Help us to make a difference in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a good week. If you'd like to support the ministry at Church Alive, there are three easy ways for you to give. You can give at www.churchalivewc.org. Click the giving button in the top of the menu. Then you will scroll to the giving page. And there you will choose a designation. Then type in the amount you'd like to give. You can choose to give to another fund by clicking the Add a Donation button. Leave a comment or make your gift reoccurring by clicking in the box. Then you will click whether you want to give by a card or your bank account. Enter your information and check the amount you want to give, then click the Submit button. You can also give through the Church Alive app that can be found in your phone's app store. Once you've downloaded the app, click on the Church Alive app, click the giving button, and then click continue on the next page. You'll be taken to the app's giving page. From there, follow the instructions for giving online. If you'd like to send a check, the address is Church Alive Worship Center at 2401 South 100 West, Lafayette, Indiana, 47909. We want to thank you for being part of the Church Life family, and we pray that God will bless you.